and don't worry about doing no, like Brett a sink or anything. Very talented, and he'll sink it all up. Cool. Another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and find out if there's still any good. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. And I'm Rachel. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait what? a minute. <laughs> What's happening? Here I am. Let Rachel in here. Sneaking. Rachel, what have you done with Brett and Sam? I'm sneaking into your podcast. <laughs> Rachel coming in like Team Rocket. Blast off again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Pat... Uh, not Pat, Brett and Sam unfortunately couldn't make it due to a flight change, which maybe is just their excuse to not hang out with Pat anymore. I don't know. <gasps> Brett and I have spent, as of us recording this, way too much time. I mean, we played D&D literally today on Twitch, so, you know, <laughs> this morning. <laughs> um, and then we were just uh, at Origins this past weekend in Columbus for the game fair and the joining, which... Uh, I think we did a Twitter announcement already, but joining call our short film, the film Ash and I made one best gaming film. Yeah, at the Origins Film Fest, which is pretty cool. Um, Super cool. Yeah, that was my first foray foray into con life again since the pandemic. Uh, yeah, like fun, you got to terrifying. see people in the meat space, which is yeah. weird. Very it was weird. equal parts. Yeah, it, it was like. Going to a haunted house, right? It's fun, but also I'm really scared. Yeah, it's it's nice <laughs> to go to a con as like the talent, though. You know, I think that puts yeah. like yeah. a nice little like extra bit. I just went to a con up in Clayton, New York. Uh, first year they were doing this con with my music group, and it was just like I don't think I could do this if I didn't have like a set time to be somewhere. I'd just like roam around mm. and be confused at all the people. Oh yes, yeah. That was me at Dragon Con. I was like, I don't even know where to go. I will just hang out at the film festival because I don't know. Yeah. Um, but for those <laughs> who, you, what to do with hands remember, at Con, I do not know. Yeah. What do I, what do I do with my hands? What do I do with these minutes? These yeah. minutes of time. Uh, for those of you that maybe remember, Rachel has been on the podcast before. Rachel, what was the movie that you guested uh, on our podcast? Army of Darkness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes, very good. Mm. I I got to watch her the first time. And Rachel also has a movie podcast. I do. Uh it's on the Certain Point of View podcast network, very lovely network, uh called Screen Snark, and it is a podcast where we grab very talented, very cool people uh and we ask them, "What are they watching? What they watch? What you <laughs> what you think about it?" Tell us everything. It's a great show. Very, it's very, very casual, very like bar mm -hmm. convo kind of podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I like I've gotten some great recommendations from your show because it's always what are you watching? Did you like? And it's it's a it's a great spot to go see like what what's capturing other people's attention so much that they're going to devote, you know, an hour of their time to talk about it. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's great. Definitely check it out. Yeah. It also yeah. has our friend Matt Storm. Yeah. As the co-host. Who? Another no, wonderful kidding. human. Love you, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we actually wanted you both, but Matt was too busy for us. So. Uh, too mm -hmm. cool with his eight billion other podcasts. The, the most <laughs> prolific podcaster ever to walk the face of this uh, earth. So yeah, um, podcaster, so more like Godcaster. Whoa! Oh. But this is an extra, extra, extra special episode because mm -hmm. not only do we have the lovely Rachel joining us 
filling in the co-host, but we have an awesome guest, Ash. Yes, we have feature film and TV director, Zap. Zap? Wow. (laughs) You know what? I'm so focused on your last name, Zach, because I'm always terrified I'm going to butcher it. We have Zach (laughs) Lipovsky. Uh, I really like Zap. I think Zap is what I'm. Go- I'm going with that from now Honestly, on. Honestly, sure. it feels like when it fits my- with the film. Yeah, that we're watching. yeah. the name the name Lepopsky <laughs> is superhero That's origin so name good. to the like so oomph. good. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, Zach has made feature films and TV shows such as Freaks, Kim Possible, the TV movie, Dead Rising, Watchtower, and soon to be Dead Point. He just signed a contract for a new film, which is exciting. But Zach, there's an exciting new credit on your IMDb that was not on there last time I talked to you. And that is Fraggle Rock. And we have to stop the yes. podcast right now and talk about it. I am so excited. Yeah, we are, we're throwing this uh, podcast away. It is for another yes. day. Yeah. We're going down to Fraggle Welcome Rock. Welcome to the Fraggle Rock fan podcast now. Uh, I will be right there with you. I mean, there's only so much I can talk about it, um, which is basically nothing. But I can definitely say that. But you're doing it. I can say that it exists, <laughs> that I worked on it, and it's coming, and it's absolutely amazing, and it was a dream come true. I mean, basically, you know, getting to work with the best puppeteers in the world, doing you know epic cinematic. Um, wow work with you know 40 singing and dancing puppets you know oh my and, gosh. and mega you know just just i'm basically not allowed to say anything about it other than well, it was a dream come true and an absolute amazing uh, opportunity wow. well zach I, I hate to be a gotcha journalist here but i'm looking at your mdb <laughs> and i see one of the episodes you did was called into the trash why'd you throw the fraggles into the trash zach <laughs> <laughs> he can't say well, he's under as, NDA. as you're familiar with uh you know Fraggle, if you're a true Fraggle fan, uh, fan, you'll know that there is a trash-related element to that, to oh, that world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you might have to go into that trash to find out, you know, what's really going on. But again, I can't say anything about it, but that is one of my favorite episodes. And the oh writing is incredible. The show is incredible. Anyone who's a fan of, of the original will be um, absolutely blown away by what they've done. It's It's both... Uh, a perfect sort of uh, nod and continuation and will just fit right in with everything that Fraggle was, but it also takes it to the next level in such a great way. So, um, awesome. you know, and just being able to like work with those, that level of people that have dedicated, you know, 30, 40 years to puppetry and getting to, to see them. It's like, it's, it's truly a magic trick. Like you, you look through the camera and it's just these creatures that are alive that you, and the best thing about working with puppeteers at that level is you don't really talk to the puppeteer. You talk to the creature. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're, and, and then they talk back to you. And so you're basically hanging out with, you know, the Fraggle five or with all the other cave creatures and you're getting to just hang oh. out with them and talk to them as performers, which is. Uh, everything you would ever imagine when you're a kid. So. Oh yeah, I um, I yeah. saw cool. Grover at a convention and I wept 
I wept. (laughs) Like I could not, I was social distancing from Grover because I didn't want to disappoint Grover by crying in front of him. (laughs) It's that is a reality where it's just like, these are so alive, even though like you can see, I can show you one thing. I know this is radio, but I can show, I can show you one thing and you guys might be able to describe this because this is not a spoiler for. for Okay. Oh, but this is just I'm something Zach stole and brought yeah. home with him. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I wish. So I am I am a co-director, as you guys might be aware. So I co-direct a lot of the movies that I did, and I co-directed Fraggle Rock with my best friend. And this was the gift that they gave us when we left, which is a co-directing <gasps> doozer oh my made gosh. to look like the t- look made to look like both of us. So oh for anyone who's, who's listening, it's a it's a doozer Siamese twin of sort of two different doozers that are combined and one of them looks like me and one of them looks like my co-director that is so uh, fun did he get one too or just you he got he got one (laughs) as well yeah oh nice it's the uh you can see it signed on the bottom it says the zadam doozer because we go by zadam because i'm zach and he got him oh perfect so very cool yeah did you did you like fly to la and shoot in the hansen studios (laughs) or can you not even say Um, that I can't say, mm-hmm. but, okay. uh, but yeah, it's basically, you know, they spared no expense. I'll say that. Gotcha. Did you yeah. rewatch all of Fraggle Rock to prepare? <laughs> I definitely dived back in, which was crazy because perfect for the show. I hadn't watched it since I was like yeah. seven years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's amazing how all that stuff comes flooding back and the theme song and the characters oh, and, and, um, and and how great it was you know it was actually you know when jim henson created fraggle rock um he created it his goal with creating fraggle rock was to end all war (laughs) you know was to create a show that showed five different races all basically getting along and and just and was all about how how do you get along when you're different Mm -hmm. and how do you get over sort of culture clashes and stuff like that. And, and then, you know, one of the funny things about the show, cause I watched a bunch of documentaries about it was when Fraggle Rock um, came out in the USSR, it was the first American show to come out in the USSR. And a week later, the wall fell in, in, in Berlin. <laughs> oh, wow. And so Jim Henson claimed, he's like, well, I'll take it. I think, I think, I think Fraggle Rock, you know, brought down the wall. You know, wall. I'd rather give yeah. Henson the credit for that, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other crazy thing about the show that I didn't know was um, that they, because most of the characters were puppets um, and it, there was only one human character, they re-recorded the human character in each language that the show premiered and then dubbed all the puppets mm-hmm. so that the show was in the, the local language of France wow. or, or Spanish or whatever. Yeah. D- didn't they didn't they name that character like different honorifics because like yeah yeah. like in in america it was it was a dog yeah um but in like england it was a lighthouse keeper (laughs) oh wow (laughs) and like in in france i can remember what it was it was you know like a baker or something but yeah each country had their own human character wow yeah highly recommend go go check out uh the original fraggle rock get that all bubbling up and then when the new fraggle rock comes out it'll be a great companion piece wow awesome so well, cool. I, I'm very excited. I'm so, I I'm so stoked. I love puppets. <laughs> I love them <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> well, You're yeah, living imagine the dream. being around them 
being around them and getting to work with them and talk to them and joke with yeah, them. Yeah, um, wow. you showed that doozer and I almost started crying. So <laughs> <laughs> that double doozer is so yeah. cute. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. Speaking of rocks. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> you. Good segue. Yeah, totally. We're going to talk about another kind of rock, a tear. Yeah. Because we're going to watch The Rocketeer tonight. We are watching The Rocketeer. This is a film that you brought to us, Zach. Um, so Yeah, well, it was a tough assignment trying to, you know, <laughs> I, I went through all the different, you know, Ash told me, okay, it has to be a film that you liked as a kid, but you haven't seen recently. And being quite the cinephile, I've every film that I liked as a kid, I've seen recently. I want, you know, I religiously rewatch all that stuff that I love, especially for my job, because I'm often referencing and Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, taking pieces of stuff that I've seen before and using it as, as source material and, um, and constantly rewatching movies when I'm writing. And so, so I revisit material a huge amount after I've seen it. Yeah. Um, so we, finding one that I haven't revisited is very difficult. Yeah. Mm. We, uh, a lot, a, there are a lot of podcasts out there that maybe request a little research of their guests before they come on. As far as I know, we're the only one that gives a, a, a logic puzzle. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. You had to like it. It's gotta be at least at least this old. But you can't have seen it in this many years. And And it can't be your favorite movie. And because we we don't want to crush your spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can't have already done it. Yeah, you've already got a bunch that you've done. So it was it was tough. And so yeah, I mean, I came upon Rocketeer as a film that still to this day, I for some reason has a special place in my heart. Every time I see the. The Art Deco mask and the jetpack. Mm-hmm. I mean, jetpacks basically since that movie, my life has been obsessed with jetpacks and I've always wanted a jetpack. <laughs> and pretty much once a week, I'm walking down the street and wish I could just click a button and launch off into the sky. And I, I mean, think yeah. about that regularly. I mean, um, and on, I'm Tesla. constantly like every month I, I search, I search jetpacks like online to see like where they're at with like getting jetpacks or at least, you know, drones that you can stand on or whatever the case may be. Like, I've always been obsessed about personal flight ever since seeing this film, even though I mm-hmm. haven't really revisited it. So, um, and where are it's, they, Zach? It's been, are they are they close? Where it's no? been too long. Like, come on, they have them. <laughs> they had them back then. Why don't they have them now? It's it's sort of like I the uh, the hoverboard syndrome. But yeah, totally, um, totally. But you know, I don't remember that much about the film. I remember sort of the beginning, and I remember sort of the end. I don't really remember what happens in between. Yeah, mm. I, I'm excited to revisit this movie because I actually I mentioned it on an episode we did early, in passing on an episode we did earlier this year we did um the shadow because oh, yeah. this is in that yeah. this is in that era this is in the heart of that era in like the like 89 to like I think the early 90s where there were a bunch of comic booky movies set in kind of like a pre-war aesthetic yeah um yeah. like it started like the first batman which was very on the, the first Tim Burton Batman was was very hard to place, right? There's like some technology that's more contemporary, but then a lot of very uh, prohibition era aesthetic to the city and the cars. And I think they, they do that on purpose, right? Because it creates this kind of dreamlike. Uh, but then there's the Shadow and the Phantom and like Dark mm. Man and this, where I feel like all uh, Dick Tracy, where it's all very like kind of a yeah. similar era, twenty year era. They're all set vaguely set within. Uh, it's like Batman is really successful and all the executives are like, 
that's what the kids are after. What's, they want to see fedoras <laughs> and trench coats. And <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, all those things you just mentioned are also sort of dark. They have like a dark mm-hmm. edge to them. And when I was whatever age I was when these movies all came out, it was just as I was starting to watch things that were darker than just silly kid stuff. And so, like, I do remember, like, Dick Tracy seeming sort of cool and, mm-hmm. and like, oh, yeah, this is a, it was like my first time seeing noir, basically, as like a kid. Totally. So, yeah. um, I don't think Rocketeer is as dark, but it still definitely has that sort of old timey serial feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Rocketeer came out June 23rd. 1991. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Do you feel old now? I do. <laughs> it's <laughs> directed by Joe Johnson, who mm-hmm. is, guys, we have had Joe Johnson films on the podcast before. So let me give you a yeah. taste of some of his films. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Amazing. Jumanji. I'm in. Yeah. October Sky. Ooh. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. Uh oh. Captain oh. America, the first <laughs> Avenger. Yeah. What? Okay. And I'm just... hype now. I okay. I haven't right? I haven't <laughs> seen the Rocketeer. Never oh. seen it. Yeah, this is oh, a fr- wow. thank you. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to witness this. Uh thanks for giving me an excuse. Uh, You're welcome. I will die for First Avenger. It is such a good movie. I mean, you can I, see the parallels, right? Yeah. With this, like, as far as the aesthetic, for sure. Ooh, that's yeah. that's the one that just gave me like goose yeah. flesh. Thinking about watching this now, I'm just like, I'm excited. <laughs> but to throw you a curveball, also directed the live action parts of Page Master. <laughs> Which is another look, movie okay, I haven't seen. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Uh, so he has a lot of good ones and one not so great one, but, um, <laughs> but you know, everyone, everyone learns, everyone grows. Uh, the screenplay is by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMio, uh, who also, they co-wrote The Flash. Uh, and our cast, we have a great cast here, guys. We have Billy Campbell, uh, Jennifer Conley, Alan Arkin. Uh, Timothy Dallin, Paul Dalton. Dalton. Thank you. I was like, I'm gonna mess someone's Ni- oh, name Niles up. This is just, I'm just terrible at names. I hate being the person who has to do the names. Fred always makes fun of me because I don't host often. But the truth is, is I'm just terrified of the names. Um, well, you made my name. Yeah, better, there we so. go. <laughs> um, Paul Servino and Terry O'Quinn. So some good. Some yeah. good people Dang. there. Um, very excited. Yeah. I mean, I think Dalton. Alan Arkin, I think I remember Alan Arkin being awesome and I think he'll bring a lot to it. I, from the vagueness of what I remember, Jennifer Connelly probably doesn't get a lot to do. Mm. <laughs> I'm hoping she has more to do I in mean, this movie than I remember. Cause I, what makes you think that a movie made in 1991? I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you telling me a movie made? <laughs> 30 years ago, didn't do a good job of creating three-dimensional women characters with agency. <laughs> exactly. I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's amazing. She's always been someone I've loved, but I, I fear in this movie she she may not have a lot to yeah. do. But we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, she. I think she gets a few punches and kicks in there against the oh, Nazis. Oh, nice. So. There we go. She could. Yeah. She could take a Nazi. I could see her doing it. <laughs> I uh, random trivia that I found out while doing research for this movie. I did not know that she is married to Paul Bentley or Ben Bentley. 
Beth, Thank you. Fucking vision. vision. Bethany, yeah. Bethany. God damn it, Pat. Just do all the names for me. Please. Do you want me just to do the cast and I'll, I won't look at the rest. I won't I'll cheat open my mouth and you can say the words. <laughs> I'll bet me. Um, right, just cut in my voice. I'm, I'm so glad we're getting some puppeteering happening here in this, yes, uh, there you this go. little Discord chat. <laughs> Zach can direct us. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. Anyway, I did not know that she was married to him. I thought that was kind of interesting. I totally fell in that wormhole of like celebrity power couples and was really right? surprised at the number of actors <laughs> I did not know dated each other and even more mm. actors I'd never heard of. I was just like, who are you? I Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or the ones you find out are like related to each other and you're like, oh, oh, didn't know. Wow. Had no idea. Um, well, we like to do a little thing, Zach, called the money game. Ka-ching! And I think you are probably the most qualified person to ever play this game because oh you actually know what budgets are for films, <laughs> for feature <laughs> films, way better than probably all of us. But uh, it's a game where we guess the budget, the opening weekend, and the world gross of the film. So first up, the budget who wants to open up opening guests of the budget. Now, remember, 1991, and I will give you the clue that Disney is behind this film. Mm-hmm. So there is Disney money involved, but it is 1991. Yeah, it's tough because budgets were so much lower mm-hmm. back then. I also, I don't know if this is true, but I rem- I feel like people think this was a flop. Mm-hmm. I feel like people, maybe it's just that my in my mind, no one gives it the due credit that it deserves because I remember it so fondly as a kid and no one else seems to share that feeling whenever I mention it. But I also feel like maybe it wasn't that big of a hit when it came out because no one seems to fondly remember this movie. So I'm thinking that it probably didn't do super well whenever whenever the opening was. It didn't rocket to the top of the charts. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'll leave now. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say 45 million for budget. Wait, did Zach, did you say a number? No, I didn't. I, that was actually what I was thinking was 45, but I think Ooh. there needs to be like a, I, I think there's a 90s discount. I think it can't be that high in the 90s. Ooh. I think it needs to, I think it would have to come down from there just for the like, so I would say I'm going to go with like 35 million. Okay. And Rachel? I'm going to go prices right rules and say $1. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. one. You know what? I'm gonna say a dollar. <laughs> you know, and then and then maybe I'll win yeah. the blender. So, yeah, and then Ash has to say forty six million. Yeah. Come well, on. I don't guess because I yeah. know, and as I predicted, oh. I mean, man, Zach, right on the money, thirty five million dollars. Oh. Congratulations! Oh. Oh, it wasn't a dollar. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't a dollar, Rachel. Oh. I'm so sorry. Um, maybe the crafty um, so I win. in the budget. Yeah, you um bragging rights forever. But next Well now up, I go to the showcase okay. showdown where I have to guess the actual money amount yeah. that it make. And I don't think it did I don't think it did well. So opening weekend guess. for US and Canada combined. Um and what are your guys' guesses? Ten million. My guess I would, yeah. Pat says I'm gonna 10 say he sniped you on that. Say, he wanted to come in before. No, I'm going to say. But I did it before and it worked out in his favor. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with six million. Six million. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Rachel? Uh, One dollar? One dollar, Rachel. 
$8. Okay. <laughs> Not two, so that You're they right. make their I, money You back. know, I Just believe one. in this film, $6. <laughs> I believe in this movie I've never seen. I believe so in the power much. of this flick. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, Pat, because it was $9,600,754, which... Ouch. Well, actually, going by Price is Right rules, I win. Oh, do you? Because he went over. Next one. Oh, and, I, yeah. and I'm the next one I below. Remember, so. I, feel like, I feel like we've done it both he went ways. Over, he like was we, over by like, $400. I feel like we've done it like just just straight up closest and Price is Right rules. Yeah. But you're the guest, so I'll default to you. Oh. Pat <laughs> um, finally wins something. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a good host. Uh yeah, not great, huh? Yeah, um, but worldwide gross. Does anyone throw out uh, any guesses on that one? Just a reminder: the budget mm. was thirty-five million. Opening weekend was an, yeah. about Oof. nine million. I think. I know it's so sad. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it because movies were in theaters longer too. I feel like Long, this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say it eked out. It eked out a thirty. Just just got over I'm the hump. Thirty six million dollars. I I, mm. I want to believe that it at least made its budget back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh, so seven dollars. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. it made eight. <laughs> yeah, whole it, whole whole dollars. Got two more globally. No, I'm I'm, I'm gonna dollars. I'm gonna say it probably hopefully made its budget back globally. So whatever the budget was, okay. Thirty-five, uh, yeah. Thirty-five. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do the switcheroo with Pat. I'm gonna do forty-five million. I'm gonna take his original okay. number. Oh, nice. And say that it had legs. Well, there you but go, that's Zach. Probably not true. Forty-six it's probably, million seven hundred and four thousand and fifty-six dollars. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Zach just <laughs> cleaned us table. out. Cleaned us out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sending you this lovely <laughs> blender in the mail. No, well, just kidding. Um, well, hopefully I won also by picking this movie. Hopefully when we watch it, it's not a complete disappointment. Yeah. Hopefully we're not like, you know, yeah, that nine million sits right. <laughs> I, would love, <laughs> I would love a retrospective or someone, man, I wish we had like a week, someone doing a wiki first. Because I'd be really curious if there's any correlation in box office. Because I feel like mm. I can't, in my head, I feel like I've not noticed any trend with box office versus how we actually feel about the movie. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many films, right. That like were box Mm. office flops, but then became like cult classics or, you know, Yeah, I'm hoping the rocketeer has the Jennifer's body effect of just like this movie. There you go. Underrated (laughs) in its time. And actually has a Jennifer's body. Ah, It's true. Ah, There you go. (laughs) <laughs> she's the one well, that also got this paid movie was right before like 1993 was really when visual effects yep. uh cgi sort of took off like you know computer graphics that's when jurassic park came out so this movie was right before sort of right at the end of sort of no visual effects I'm, as far as I'm, cgi so i'm gonna disagree with you and say it was 1984 because i just had a podcast episode i guessed it out on uh called oh. vhs gems and we did last starfighter and that boasted itself as the first movie with fully computer generated graphics photorealistic i'm kidding they were not good i was like where are you going with this this is a terrible movie no yeah it's not terrible it's fun i'm interested to see like the the flying sequences are they going to be completely laughable or are they going to be believable you know it's going to be interesting definitely oh this yeah and there's because I could ruin the film. Like if it's like cheesy Superman two flying, it's going to be pretty bad. Absolutely, yeah. Like terrible green screen or something. Mm. 
Um, well, I have some trivia for you guys about this film before we move on to our predictions and memories. Um, first up, I didn't realize that this movie is based off a graphic novel, which I think is pretty cool. Mm. And the graphic mm. in the graphic novel, Cliff, the main character, his girlfriend's name is Betty Page and is named after the graphic novel's creator, real life friend, the real Betty Page, which is kind of cool. Wow. Um, she's not called Betty Page in the movie, though, just so you know. And speaking of flying, so there's some real airplanes in this movie. So the GB airplane used for shooting was nicknamed the Widowmaker <gasps> and the Flying Coffin because it was incredibly difficult to fly and prone to crashing. <laughs> but it used to be one of the world's fastest planes clocking in at 252 miles per hour. Wow. So that's that's how fast they were going, which is yeah. pretty fast. Speed sp speed and death do seem to correlate pretty They pretty do. Closely, yeah, that so one there's a correlation I think, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um also, uh, Joe Johnson's work on this film is what led to him being hired as the director of Captain America, the first adventure. And I think after watching it, you know, they'll be like, well, of course, mm -hmm. because of just the amazing art direction and whatnot. Um, and I thought this was also an interesting thing. I think, Zach, you'll enjoy this one. Uh, Disney had a special mechanism built especially for this film called the Shaky Cam. It was designed to be the exact opposite of a steady cam. That is, that it introduced vibrations into the picture. And it was used in the scenes filmed inside the Zeppelin to give the impression of the powerful engines. However, when the movie went to video, the effect didn't translate so well and was therefore studied, which I think is so hilarious that they <laughs> went through all this trouble and just ended up studying the footage anyway. But uh, that's I, I also think it's interesting, too, that's because Disney is like always innovating, actually, when it comes to filmmaking and, and yeah. doing really interesting stuff. So this is just another example of that that I thought was cool. Um, and yeah. then another really cool piece of trivia is... The set used for the Neville Sinclair's mansion in this film is actually the Enos house. And um, it's the home of a Los Feliz neighborhood in Los Angeles that was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. And you can see it in other films such as Blade Runner, The Day of the Locust, and Moon 44. Plus, replicas of the interior were used for Predator 2. And if you Google this house, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Blade Runner. Like, it's it's amazing. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Neat. L.A. has a lot of Lloyd Wright houses, and they're all been used in, like, famous movies. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah. every time you, you go to those houses, you're like, oh, yeah, that's been in 10 movies. It's pretty awesome. I was gonna say, did you say there's a character in this film called Neville Sinclair? Yes, yes. That's the that's the villain. That's the villain. Well, especially if he's fun. living in the Blade Runner yeah. house. He's yeah, definitely yeah, in the right? fancy house. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah. For that sure. person's gonna twist For a mustache sure. if they got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Neville. Like, if you name your kid Neville, yeah, like uh, he's definitely turning out to be you know questionable ethical character except for the harry potter um, neville he was pretty straight laced say, well, he has he had a sur his surname balanced out that with you know let's see if a surname is uh sure. what sort of is benevolent yeah. as long bottom and you're like <laughs> yeah. okay that's gonna bounce that's gonna pull him back oh, that's gonna you yeah. are a hobbit and that's just <laughs> right, that's just yeah. neutral good at the worst yeah. you know yeah 
Yes, exactly. Throwing back to our previous episode, Longbottom is almost like Screw Eye with the Screw Eye guy from the dinosaur film we watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I have a couple, like another interesting fact was Joe Pesci turned down the role of Eddie Valentine, which I maybe, maybe will be interesting after we see the film. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's get into like our memories of the film. When was the last time you watched it? And do you predict if it will hold up? So Zach, you brought us this film. When was the last time you watched this film? I'm not entirely sure. I definitely have seen it once, not as a kid. I, th- I can't remember exactly how long ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago or something like that. Like, so it hasn't, it's not in my infant brain is, but I, so I, but I still long enough ago not to remember tons about it. Mm. Um, I remember sort of the beginning and the end, you know, the, the end has a big set piece at the Griffith observatory, um, which I went to often when I used to live in LA. And so I would often, you know, think of obviously rebel without a cause, but also <laughs> the other great film rocketeer, which has also been <laughs> shot at the Griffith observatory. I imagine you're like the guy standing out there like, did you know the Rocketeer was shot here? And people are like, whatever. (laughs) They're like all standing next to the James Dean, you know, (laughs) statue. Uh, So I remember that. And yeah, like I said, I, I remember it's got that sort of femme fatale, sort of noir sort of feel to it, um, which I always like. Um, but I'm curious if it falls into the tropes of that or does mm-hmm. it transcend them? I'm sure it probably falls into the tropes, but, um, but you know, sometimes you're able to, they're able to do interesting things, but who knows? It could, it could be cringeworthy at times. It, the, the, that's where I think it might have not aged well, mm. but I think the action and the jetpacking is probably unparalleled. That's what you're really excited about. It's just the, yeah. the jetpacking. You believe a man can fly. That's what I'm hoping for. How about you, Rachel? Well, I've never seen this movie, mm. uh, but I, I, this morning I tried to watch a trailer of it, uh, and it was just like a clip and oh. it was like the Rocketeer <laughs> flying. And I was like, I have no context for this, but <laughs> I like that this looks like it's filmed in a place outside. That's, yeah. I, I'm in, you know, uh, so I'm I'm just really excited to explore a a a comic book adaptation that I am that's just a blind spot for me, you know. Oh, and I remember Pink Bubblegum plays a big part in this story. That's Ooh, something oh. else I remember. It's, yeah, yeah. Very, actually, like, that was another fact I came along that the gum that he's chewing is considered like a lucky charm for pilots. Like pilots actually at the time go. would chew that oh. gum. Is that how he gets left off the ground? He blows big bubbles with the gun. <laughs> no, it's much cooler. You have to than get that. up first <laughs> and then turn on the rocket. It's a whole process. <laughs> how about you, Pat? I think I'm going to enjoy it. I am afraid uh, this is going to fall. This is going to be a repeat of the Shadow episode where I stop being a part of this show <laughs> and start being a part of another sh- of another pass where I'm just looking at ways to rewrite it the whole time or like, how would I improve it? Because I just, I like this aesthetic a lot. I like this era of film. I like, um, I just think it's a lot of fun that pre-war, you know, I want to go through the game. I want to do all of them on here. All those ones I listed. I want to do the phantom at some point Mm. with Billy Zane. Um, so I'm excited to watch it. I think I'm going to enjoy it, but I think I'm also going to be like, 
like, oh no, it could have done this for any little thing here. Oh, could have done that. Dang it. Um, but uh, I, I think it's gonna be a net positive. Oh yeah. Drink. If you're playing the Let's Watch drinking yeah. game at home. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. Rachel, there she goes. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, yeah, I I remember much like you, Zach. I remember loving this movie as a kid. I remember seeing it on the Disney Channel and watching it on on there. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but uh, I remember really believing that this guy was flying and being pretty blown away by the the um, graphics. So I'm curious to see if that still holds up. And I just remember just enjoying the story of the film, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I know he has a jetpack. I know that, <laughs> but I don't remember anything. Like I didn't even remember that Nazis were a part of this film, though it makes total sense. I don't know how I could forget that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's very much, it was sort of built off the success of Indiana Jones. Like, right. it's like, oh, yeah. okay, let's, you know, let's do Indiana Jones, basically. Mm-hmm. And I believe this director also directed a young Indiana Jones, one of the, one of those. So I can really? see that again, like building off of that career. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think I kind of agree the same way where I feel like I've, when I bring this film up, people, don't seem to respond to it as fondly as I feel of it. And I have a memory of it, but I also, it's also not a great sign that I don't remember the, the plot or anything. <laughs> so, or it's uh, just an amazing gift. You get to experience your childhood all over again. Yeah. I get to relive it. Like it's brand new. Um, and, and I'm very excited to see Jennifer Conley in it, though. I am, you know, bracing myself for the inevitable, 90s slash 1930s film so <laughs> yeah yeah well we can do the rewrite for the sequel where she, you know she comes back to kick ass and dusts off the old jetpack and Ooh, shows people how it's done i like it fun fact there is a i don't know zach i have three very small children so we i my life is like is uh, virtually i live like a third of it on disney plus um <laughs> there is a rocketeer show animated yeah. show for kids and it's a young a young girl is now the rocketeer. Oh, it is and, a girl. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I got an image. I'll drop it in the chat. Well, Zach, maybe you can these, direct but... an episode of that one someday too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, 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 to your point, I'm like, please let it be okay. The the writing of Jennifer Connelly's character. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's there's gonna be something. Yeah, probably. And and you know, probably. at the end of the day, we can all remind ourselves that Joe Johnson did direct Peggy in First Avenger, and she rules mm-hmm. so deeply. Yeah. So yeah. also known as Captain, Captain Carter. Carter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are going to. Uh, pause our recordings and go watch The Rockets here. You can watch it for free on Disney Plus. Well, I guess it's not free. I mean, you have to pay them for a subscription, <laughs> but you can watch it on Disney Plus. I believe it was on several other places as well. So it's easy to access. So pa- uh, pause your podcast and watch it along with us, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Rocket Man. <laughs> I don't know. Bubble gum out here. There you go. <laughs> Rocket Man. There's a big um, Nazi blimp 
and uh, <laughs> Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> nice, you're really. Timothy Dalton's never been so Ooh. high. <laughs> Holy socks. Holy oh socks. I mean, yeah. I, mean well, I don't know, Rachel. I mean, he, he was dashing. I mean, have you seen his, his turn as Bond in The I Living mean, Daylights? Have you and, seen uh, him in Hot no. Fuzz? Because... Uh, silver I, fox also Timothy very Dalton much so. yeah. yeah i i think it's just because i've been watching so much doom patrol uh. that like <laughs> timothy dalton became niles colder to me so yeah. that first oh. shot of his just like face i just okay. i guess <laughs> i apologize because i know i am like the worst on this show as far as tangents but hold on Ray, side detour because Doom Patrol is like the best comic book show. Like it, it I, no spoilers. It's, it's so I haven't good. seen it. I'm not so gonna say anything. Good. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> no, just it's say so it. good. I've been told to watch it by several. Do you people want there's a I... show where one of the best characters is a sentient, uh, sentient non-binary street? Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Street. street. The greatest. Yeah. Okay, this is bananas. All right, this is a show where the... <laughs> Are you? All... Yeah. Okay. It's it's yeah. very very good. Can't recommend it enough. Okay. Um, if you love so Umbrella great. Academy, it's, this is like I even do. weirder, s- similar vibe, but even fucking weirder that, than Umbrella. That's Academy. why I was told to watch yeah. it, is because yeah. somebody was like, "I know how yeah, much you love Umbrella a- Academy. You need to watch this one." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a superhero movie, but the whole premise—not movie, television show—but it's just like they're all sad. Yeah, very. <laughs> they're all very so sad, sad all the time. Oh no, and- they're all traumatized and they're all yeah. sad. Aww. And they it's don't want to the be best. heroes. They're like, fuck off. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to be sad in our mansion. It's nice. so good. Yes. But. But yeah. yeah the Rocketeer. This movie. Rocketeer. Man, what? guys. I I mean, I don't I don't know if it's too early to come out the gate, but uh, this movie was great. Like, I it loved was, it. It was, it was pretty fun. freaking good. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, Pat. Uh-oh. No, I liked it. <laughs> oh. It was okay. Yeah, it's, 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 I liked it's it. Not I have deep. stuff. I have it's notes. Not deep. <laughs> yeah, I was just curious what else um, our main fellow's been in because his name didn't ring a bell. And yeah, Campbell, I, and he's got he's he, got such a crazy like like stereotypical like leading man Hollywood like chiseled jaw leading man face. I'm like, why hasn't he been in more like big? And he was okay actor. He's fine. Like, yeah, well, he wasn't in. Yeah, so he was definitely a no name actor at the time of this film and the director had to really fight Disney execs to like cast this guy. Cause they were like very not on board and they wanted a major star. And apparently he even cut his hair to make it look like the graphic novel character and for his audition. And that's what really got him the part. Wow. <laughs> Cause they're like, yeah, he looks like it. <laughs> I mean, he was great. He go. wasn't I mean, bad. He was very charming. Yeah, oh. he was very charming. He had he had sort of all the different pieces you need in a leading man of that era. Um, totally. But probably because the movie wasn't that successful at the time, it probably was the end of that for him. Yeah. I mean, dude's been working. His IMDb is is quite quite full, but I don't like recognize most of this. Interesting. And yeah, I, he he voices the Rocketeer in the Rocketeer <gasps> cartoon. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. How fun. He, and, uh yeah they call him dave in that one um oh, so i don't okay. know if it's like this is like a new generation of rocketeer stuff right but at least at least they well, got it's like it the spider verse it's the rocketeer yeah. verse <laughs> so many so many c chords i see on this <laughs> on this imdb cast list kit 
C-Cord and Dave's C-Cord. Yeah, I was like Googling after watching the film because I was like, wait, why why was this film not a success? And they were actually planning on making a sequel, but because Mm -hmm. it did so bad Mm -hmm. in the box office, they like canned it. And it just like, it just didn't, critics gave it great reviews, but like the audience just was like, they had seen Batman they were in love with Batman, and I guess they were just <laughs> over it. I don't know. They just no, weren't into it. I, I mean, this jumps right into my one big gripe with it. Mm-hmm. I feel okay. like, and again, I know that technology and budget are challenges in with what I'm going to say. But I feel like they, they already showed us everything they needed to be able to do these things. The action sequences, in my opinion, were very lacking. Mm. Interesting. As far as... There is the initial rocketeering when at the at the air show where he saves mm-hmm. uh, the guy the uh, clown guy, um, clown bum- <laughs> bumpkin clown. Wait, why was um, he dressed as a clown? Did I miss that? He, well, Cliff was supposed to be dressed as a clown. Uh, also, he he put that makeup up really fucking fast because it was like yeah, I'm looking did. at the plane, Cliff's <laughs> not here. You better be up in there in one minute, and then I'll, yeah, he had full face paint on. I don't. It's some professional clown. I'm sure it's like he does. I. Th- if I were to imagine it, I would say like they're doing, you know, very in sync maneuvers. And then the clown maybe goes up and is a very talented stunt pilot who does like wacky yeah, stuff. A, like he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Messing up the air show thing. You, you get a clown that goes up and it looks like they're like a drunk flyer and they fly around and do silly mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And that's why so, he was like, it's all part of the show. Got it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, also because he was a greedy capitalist well that's didn't you. care about people's well-being <laughs> over his money uh he didn't want to give anyone a reason to ask for a refund but uh so there's that and he got bent in half in, yeah. that's a decent yeah oh yeah the, 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 bending the irony of literally, him not okay, that's bending what I over backwards for anyone there was literally a dick tracy villain in this like that yeah, guy yeah the minion um but what i was my saying my boyfriend as kept as, calling him uh frankenstein's monster yeah. yeah, and then someone else in the movie calls him Frankenstein. It would have been great. Oh yeah, yeah, cor- he does. It would have yeah. been great is if the mob boss had corrected. The yeah, person's like, actually, actually, Paulie, it, <laughs> Frankenstein was the doctor <laughs> in, in the mob. Yeah, it's, it's Frankenstein's monster. I love that see? book. <laughs> Mary Shelley, greatest Mary author Shelley of the time. Just- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wrote a wrote a hell of a novel, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I feel like the action was like, la- so there's there's the intro. That's a decent introductory scene for like the thing. It's kind of like he's getting the hang of it. He's not perfect. He kind of fucks it up a little bit. Um, he's saving the person's life. It's very altruistic. But that was the only public thing of the Rocketeer, really. I mean, mm-hmm. there was the club, but like all of a sudden he's this known hero. But he did this one little at this small country event that hundred people attended. But now it's like a national thing. Mm. And then there's the club sequence yes. when he's inside well, the club, it which I'm like, nah. didn't they say it was nationals? Which is a pretty big no. Deal. Nationals is like they want to go to nationals <laughs> with like a turn, some oh, kind of okay. thing. But that's, and that's then the there's goal. the finale. Yeah. Got it. Am I the, the the action sequence? This movie Pat has already needed. rewritten this film. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's the thing. The narrative, in my opinion, the narrative is like pretty solid. Yeah. But as far as like the scene this movie needed to have maybe instead of like the club scene or something is him with like, I don't know, like two pistols or something, having a dog fight with like fighter planes, like planes with like the little machine gun, those little <laughs> oh. planes with like little machine guns on it. Cause they had the planes from the air show. You put a paint mm-hmm. job on them and have like, 
at the end. That's what, it should, or even at, either in the middle or at the end. Not just like a blimp because he doesn't even really do anything at the end. He just flies up to the blimp and then have like a dog fight, him and his jetpack versus like a pair of like Nazi uh, like fighter. You got to leave room for the planes. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know what you want in the sequel is Rocketeer versus Rocketeer with with guns mm. in the air yeah. and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the part of this, this, the stunt sequences I thought was really amazing was the real plane stuff. Like, if that was yes. a movie yeah. shot today, most of that plane stuff would have just been CG planes, like they yeah. do in all the Avenger mm-hmm. movies and stuff now. But you could tell that, like, they were actually flying all these planes around, and like that whole sequence where he's up on the plane saving the guy. There was huge parts of that where I'm like, I don't. How are they doing this? Like, it seems like they're actually doing this. Like, mm-hmm. that guy looks mm-hmm. like he's on a plane and then falling off of the plane. And then, you know, where's the pilot? And like, all of that stuff to me was pretty impressive just from a, it made me feel the stakes of it because it didn't feel CG. It felt like there were guys up on planes doing acrobatics and stuff. I can definitely see what you're saying that there, there wasn't that many action scenes and sort of the, I was a little, starting to get a little bored sort of near the end of act two, like, as they're all just kind of trying to all find each other, I was kind of waiting for for the end of the movie. But I thought the end of the movie did end up being really great um, and really fun. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the kind of fun how I, I liked how the gangsters turn on them because they're Nazi. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was yeah. a really fun, like... <laughs> I love that you know, line. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. I may not make an honest dollar, yeah. but I'm 100% American. It's yeah. like, oh, that's <laughs> totally. cute. And apparently right. that was true for the time. Like, like mobsters hated Nazis in yeah. the 30s. Oh, yeah. Well, because they, totally. they're the worst. Yeah. I just, it's like, I may, yeah. I may be a remorseless killer. I may be an absolute cold blooded remorseless killer, but I'm not a fucking Nazi. Jesus. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and there were some pretty good lines, like, like that. I thought throughout there were some pretty good one liners mm-hmm. of things, like, ladies in waiting were waiting and, like, that wasn't yeah. lying. It was act acting. Or the, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to miss Hollywood, but hits the Hollywood sign. That's yeah, why it's I no like longer that. Hollywood land. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I looked that up because I was really curious. I don't know if anybody else knows the history, but I guess Hollywood land was actually right. a housing development that was being made. Right. And they put up the sign Hollywood land to advertise it. Yeah. And then after exactly. the development, they just kept the sign and then eventually it became a landmark and they took the land part off. I think but, the land part fell down. Like it literally oh, got, it? it was, oh, that, wow. that part was starting to deteriorate. Um, yeah, the and they, they took that yeah. part off. Yeah. Well, that's the secret Not the history. blimp, the Nazi and the oh, jetpack. Yeah. yeah. The jet, yeah. I loved yeah. that. I, I thought it was so funny when the, he's like, don't worry, we have the best pilots in all of Germany. It's going to be totally fine. And then the guy comes <laughs> flying out the window yeah. and then yeah. they all look Very at each good. other. I, that was a, that was like classic Indiana Jones comedy. Which, like I thought totally. that was really great. I feel like, we all were a little afraid. I feel like they did okay by Jenny as far as, you know, she was yeah. proactive. Yeah. She liked to hit people over the head with things because she did it like three <laughs> times. Uh, she was still was like, a damsel yeah. in distress, but she wasn't the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But not helpless. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, like she. There was a few too many. There was a few too many boob jokes. Yeah. Like, there was mm. like literally one True. moment where like pans to her boobs. Yeah. I'm like that. Disney would never do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, and then she's like, I'm cold. And he's like, I would love it if you stay cold. And then she's like, actually, I'll put the jacket on. Oh, yeah. That, like, that like, I mean, that scathing I, retort of just like, I'd rather <laughs> freeze. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you you tell that Nazi. <laughs> yeah. 
So she did, she did the best she could, but yeah, there was definitely yeah. a few moments of cringiness. Yeah. You, you can really me. see, holy shit, Ash. I don't know that I, when you, the, the first Avenger in this. Oh yeah. The Captain America totally. in this is mm-hmm. so much as far as like, even like Howard Hughes and Howard Stark, very like. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Totally. vibe. And, the way he flies and everything, you know, Zach, you were talking about like the real uh, planes doing real maneuvers. And like, I feel like even the special effects, while it wasn't the best, it wasn't the worst. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. done by ILM. Totally. Um, there were like a few I mean, shots where like I'd see like the a flames hail, coming halo. out the back. Yeah, the flames. Yeah, you could see great. sort of. Pretty sure those were real frame flames most of the time. But I'm looking wow. at it going like his legs are really close. To, uh, I don't know. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, My I, I'm pretty good that. at spotting visual effects. <laughs> it's like, like other things around him are getting look, singed, but not the back of his legs. Well, like <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of shots where like the flames were casting light on the stuff around mm-hmm. it, and that's yeah. really hard to do it with just optical effects. I mean, we saw and, their fake flames at the end. And, you know, sure. those are very different from the real right. looking flames for sure. So I think they had some, I think to some degree they had a jetpack that could shoot real flames and they were using it quite a bit. Like, and there was some stuff that like when they put the jetpack on the, um, on the statue and it was like flying around, which is a scene that I remembered from when I was a kid that looks so great. Like mm. clearly they had done that to some degree practically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was overall, I was pretty pretty impressed with how it held up from like a you know it didn't take you out of the movie to the point where it looked so cartoony like it was definitely mm-hmm. yeah. um it was definitely done pretty well from the flying standpoint totally. definitely made me think that you could get a jetpack and it would work yeah well i have an update for you on that zach did you know Great. that in 2020 people spotted a man in a jetpack flying over la yeah i did Oh, well, okay. I am up on my jetpack news. Do you you have the Google alert to, set up. <laughs> yeah. I've recently, the uh, development in that story is people have been, have started to wonder if it was actually a drone that just looked like a man with a jetpack. Oh, um, interesting. That's, that's the latest theory that it was just a drone, uh, a jetpack man fake. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. Have you seen it's the real when, Iron Man suit that Adam Savage made? It's got yeah. like thrusters on the arms well, are, and legs and stuff. And yeah, there are people like jetpacks do exist. They, they, yeah. and they work and all that. It's just, they only work for 10 minutes. Oh. So like they, no one has the, you know, fly to work version where you can fly for half an hour yeah. and, and land. You know, the problem right now is just fuel and same mm-hmm. thing for like grown backpacks, like personal helicopters. Same thing as the batteries mm-hmm. only last like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. Once they get the batteries better, then we might have actual flying machines that, you know, can You need last. to put an arc reactor in your chest. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That works yeah. for Tony. That's, I mean, I, movies I are real. So These are factual things that happened, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So who else was surprised to see Jan from The Office in this movie? Yes. <laughs> the singer <laughs> at the club. Was, yeah. yeah. I was like, excuse me? What? <laughs> yes. And so if you random. watched it and you missed it, just Google uh, the Rocketeer club singer. Yeah, it's Jan from The Office. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Ash. I had it written down. I was like, and I she wonder did if anyone else caught that. Yeah. 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 She really is a good singer. I mean, I think my 
to some degree, my biggest surprise of the film that was a delight was Neville Sinclair. I loved mm-hmm. him as a villain. I thought he, oh, yeah. he was corny, he was corny, but mm-hmm. the, it's kind of brilliant having the good guy actor who's actually a bad guy. Like, and he just milked that whole thing and he was able to get away with being so cheesy because he was an, a cheesy actor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of just excused the, the cheesiness and he could just lean into being a total villain, but the sort of gentleman villain thing yeah. I've always loved. Like, like just yes. like in, you know, like in Die, Die Hard has the gentleman villain. Like it always works so well. And mm-hmm. he just did it in such a, such yeah, a great a way. Real, a real class act for a Nazi, you know? Right. <laughs> totally. Like just, I mean, he even has a closet full of women's clothing for no reason. Yeah, like, you know, why not? Yeah. That was Weird. really creepy. Yeah. yeah. I, d- I was like, I don't know what's creepier that he kidnapped her or that he has a closet full of clothes for her ready. Yeah. Hey, well, when he's like, Oh, don't worry. It's just the chloroform. It's, it'll wear off soon. I was like, that is the creepiest thing. Oh, ever. Yeah. Uh, thank, oh, 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 Peter Vinkman's here. Great fun. Good times. We love yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it'd be yeah, really he funny. Great with that mustache. And oh yeah, it's really fun. But he also, I've talked about this on uh, with other movies on here. I enjoy villains that know they're villains and enjoy being villains. And it's like I'm, mm. I am, I know I'm the bad guy. I'm having fun being the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, not like the actor, the actor too, but like the the character in world is like. Oh, sure. re- I am the villain of this reality, but I'm enjoying myself immensely and. Tough shit. Like, well, he pulls it off because he's filled with ego. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just plays into his ego of being a mastermind and being brilliant and, you know, working for the fatherland. And so you, you can tell that Edgar yeah, Wright saw this movie and he was like, I need him for hot fuzz. Cause it was, again, the That's same just, energy. Yeah. It's so perfect. Perfect casting. So great. Yeah. I loved, mm-hmm. I loved that scene where he's using lines from his movies to like impress her and then she keeps calling him on it <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. he keeps like sort of pretending like he's not but like because it's like the perfect way of like bruising his ego is that yeah. he, he needs line reading line readings to be sort of seductive <laughs> but that was really fun yeah and i bet it's worked a lot and it's like oh yeah they don't know i just use yeah. these lines all the time in women but mm-hmm. she actually knows what she's doing and like she's yeah. a film, she's a film buff. she's like a student of film she wants yeah. to do this for a job yeah. she's like yeah dude I love that scene in the diner she where she was like sort of explaining like the movie at the diner where she's like no the champagne bottle like it means something you know and everyone's mm. like well right. I I don't I see a plot <laughs> hole and she's like plot holes are dumb <laughs> just go with the Thebes let's live there you know well I kind of felt like that was also talking I felt like that scene was talking about the movie and the movie we were watching because mm. the movie is yeah. cheesy like it, it it is leaning into a believability that is n- not realistic because it is of sort of a film noir serial yeah. genre and so to some degree you need to just let it be it you know, with, mm. especially with the giant Frankenstein guy, like he was—he was, he was yeah. the thing that just went full, full, full Dick Tracy, full, full, you know, genre. Or the and giant Zeppelin with swastikas that no one's noticed flying <laughs> over LA. Right. Like, well, so so like her basically saying like, sometimes you just got to yeah. go with it. I felt like that mm. was the writer basically talking about what you're watching yeah. as gotcha. sort of like a you have to kind of just. And and if you're willing to, it'll be really fun. The movie definitely isn't very deep. It doesn't have very strong arcs. It doesn't have very strong themes. It doesn't really say anything about society. It's it's just a fun romp 
to kill Nazis, but it's a pretty yeah. fun romp. I yeah. I do love yeah. very much. I think the standout thing for me, the thing that I'm going to carry forward is the scene where they're filming the scene where it's just like, that's yes. not how yeah. <laughs> y- y- y'all are making a movie. This isn't how making a movie yes, works. Like, It'd be one thing if they totally. if, like the music playing, like the music, yeah, and it's yeah. all, I guess, one shot on the set. But we're getting a bunch of different edits, yeah. and it's just like, hey, yeah. I and he actually stabs oh, the guy. Boy. I like, loved that. I loved when he like stabbed, and he was like, "I'm gonna help you. We're gonna get you out of here." You know, it's like, oh, that gentle yeah. criminal. Mm-hmm. Well, it showed you he's yeah. such a professional. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cliff is a shitty boyfriend, by the way. Just going to put that out there. He sucks as a boyfriend, at least in the first half of the movie. Mm. She also starts dating a movie star just because he asks her out. Like, they both sort of are on a weird, unfaithful... I I feel like he was very derogatory to her career, which, in my opinion, is more legitimate than his career, which is like, I'm going to... I fly stunt plane, or I fly this plane in this competition, and yeah, Mm -hmm. step two, blank. Step three, profit. Like... Totally. Yeah, I kind of understand where he was coming from, though. Like, I agree with you. I think what he said was shitty, but I think it was because he was hurt that she was also not supporting his career by showing up and seeing what he, you know, he had those but comments of like, she well, you was missed working. this. And he, yeah, but I, you know, I think I think I'm not saying that he made the right That's choice. I'm just saying I understand where he's coming from, I guess. Um but yeah. he's the man, well, I think Pat, their, and uh, his career is the that's most their important. Arcs. They're, they both sort of end up <laughs> no seeing ash. each other, you know, and supporting each other more yeah. than they were at the beginning. I guess that's yeah. their arcs. Well, this might be a good time for Lie and Phoebe. I'm prepared. Okay, so I'm going to tell you three IMDb facts. One of them is a lie, and you guys have to figure out which one is which. Okay. All right. So the first one is, this is Disney's second comic book adaptation film, though years later, Disney would distribute most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And then number two is, during filming, the GB plane, nicknamed the Flying Coffin, crashed and nearly killed the pilot, who was rushed to the nearest hospital. Luckily, he only suffered a concussion. And number three, I can count, number three... Emilio Estevez, Bill Paxton, Dennis Quaid, and Kirk Russell were all auditioned for the role of Cliff, but Disney's favorite choice was Johnny Depp. Ooh, all right, any They guesses? all sound so true. Those are all pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read the first fact, fact again? <laughs> yes. The first fact is this is Disney's second comic book adaptation film. Though years later, Disney would distribute most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, not the comic books. I forgot the film word. At I'm going to say, I'm going to say number one. I think probably it's, it's close to being second, but I don't think it's probably second. I think it's probably like, it's, it's in, it's, it's in the top, it's in the first 10, but I don't think yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, I think Disney second. loves Johnny Depp too it much for three to not be true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And Pat? I, I don't want to do yeah, the same as I think everyone it's else. One. I'm going to say the lie. I seem to remember hearing that someone on set got hurt. So I think that that is probably true. I'm going to say the. <laughs> uh, I'm leaning. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, 
Uh, I'm going to say the lie is... Most important decision of your life. I mean, that's a really specific list you put together. If you made Why, that up for the you. actors... I'm going to say three. <laughs> okay, you're you three. The in. Rachel's one? Mm-hmm. Is that, did you change oh, to one, I'm Rachel? Just, I'm okay. on one. Zach yeah. is also... Oh, I know. One. I believe yeah. Zach three. is also one. Because I believe that, like... Disney love love Johnny Depp. Like, look at look at all Alice in Wonderland nuts. Like, (laughs) that was so much later. later. But he was kind of like a golden boy around this time. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'm excited to say that I won this round because the lie is number two. Uh, Despite the fact that the plane was called that. Uh, no pilots were injured. However, you are right, Zach, that someone did get injured on the shoot. So the shot where the plane crashes and then we see it like gliding, like sliding across the runway as it's like yeah. crashing. Mm-hmm. There was that a was cable. Shot. Yeah. So there was a cable that was pulling that <gasps> and it snapped and it hits. Um, what's his name again? I'm forgetting. It hit Alan Arkin in the legs. <gasps> And he almost was oh like seriously injured, but luckily he was okay. But um, but he was like a little bit injured from that. National treasure, so. Alan Arkin. How dare yeah. You? And they had they had Johnny Depp standing by <laughs> just in case, slide him <laughs> just in, in case to bring him on. Johnny in. Depp is the PV role. That's great. Yeah that 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 scene where the burning plane lands and has the wheels knocked off by the car and then yeah. crashes and then the car hit, hits the the fuel truck like. That whole thing, I was I like, we never get stuff effects. like this anymore. I love <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there was no like. It looked like they literally just did it, and I was yeah. just like, I don't know how you would plan anymore. that. It's crazy, because like you couldn't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I have no idea how they would do that. It was not. Well, obviously there was a cable involved, and it almost. Yeah. <laughs> it almost. Uh, almost lost the hurt. national treasure. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Nice. The other thing I had was that Bulldog Cafe. I don't know. I know Pat and Rachel have probably never been. But Zach, I don't know if you've ever been to Idle Hour in L.A. No. But they have a tiny replica of it in the back of the restaurant outside. Wow. And it's so cool. It looks just like it. But I guess the original cafe in the film, because it was a real cafe, uh, got destroyed at one point. But they, like, rebuilt it. But, yeah, because uh, some so mobsters cool. came and shot yeah. it up like big yeah, jerks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we don't have a cafe anymore. We just have a gazebo. That was a, but they're that 100% a great, American. Great. <laughs> We're going to come in and destroy all your pies, but we don't like Nazis. Yeah, the writers had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> oh, man, I would love some mm-hmm. diner pie. Listen, love. you could ruin yeah. the diner coffee, but the pie, come on. That's a labor come of love. On. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, dare. Yeah. Ugh, so good. Love a greasy diner well, meal. I'm glad the movie wasn't a total dud. I'm glad yeah. that, no, you know, yeah. the, uh, in my memory of, because I've always defended this movie and people go, ah, no, no, no. It's just, it wasn't very good. But I was like, I think it was good. Mm-hmm. And I think it is good. I think it's a little, you know, it definitely leans into the, into the genre, but it delivers a, a fun, oh, you know, fun adventure. I love that. I really like that aesthetic. I love this era, like mm-hmm. set in this time movies. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I just really enjoy that. Um, 
I love the the combination, the golden era Hollywood stuff. I like that. That's, oh yeah, I want to yeah. go really to that, that nightclub for just, real. Yeah. Uh, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to go. Yes, I want to go to like the uh, yeah a club like that or like Cob- Copa Cabana or whatever or mm-hmm. something yeah. like. Yeah, I want to go to yeah those kinds of clubs. Like I want to put on I want to put on my yeah. opera gloves. I want someone <laughs> to hide a note in some soup for me. Yeah. Wouldn't Absolutely. it be awesome if like someone <laughs> had a club like that and they built a club like that and then like once a night <gasps> there's like a shootout. I'd be and so like Nazis cool. come in and like. You know, Indiana Jones comes through and like rolls by with a giant gong, and mm-hmm. like the whole thing like happens, and then like dinner resumes. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Like, so great. Sort of like at Disneyland, best. how they you'll be walking along and suddenly like something happens. And like guys always wore it was always part of your suit. It was like a hat it was part of your suit. I'm totally down for that now. This is a shade on my hair up, like so I don't have to worry about messing up my hair with a hat. So like I'm totally down for wearing a hat <laughs> with my suits. I will. And I want to wear my fancy tux and everything. It's it's not quite the same thing, but. I have some friends that got married and in the middle of their wedding ceremony, somebody busts in with a sword and then the <laughs> groom pulls out a sword and they had a full on choreographed <laughs> sword fight. And then the bride like also grabs a sword and it was Genius. amazing. I'm just going to say. Is that That's like, great. is there anyone else who says this wedding should not continue? And then a guy yeah, comes in with right? a sword. Yeah, that exactly. would be awesome. It was pretty epic. Pretty epic. Well, I don't know if, if, if any of you have been to the Magic Castle in LA, but I have. putting on a suit and, and, and going there is probably as close to going to the, you know, to the seaside club. I want to do that. That's true. It's like going into a, a magical, magical world. Yeah. The closest I've gotten to that vibe is like the McKittrick Hotel where they do, they did sleep no more. I don't know if they still do sleep no more. Thanks, Panini. But like the McKittrick after yeah. the show, like, this like smoky like jazz club not true, big yeah. at all absolutely Ooh. tiny 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 no yeah. dance floor obviously but like that aesthetic yeah. like i want more that of just like a big mm-hmm. band mm-hmm. some dancing love it mm. bring it back big it yeah yeah you're right yeah, yeah. I, I did sleep no more as well yeah. that, that little jazz club was awesome and you kind of almost <laughs> wanted that to be the whole experience <laughs> but sometimes you just got to run up a set of stairs after after ding dang mackers just trying to find out what he's up to what are you doing <laughs> absolutely well, i remember when i went when i went to sleep no more I, the guy that some people in line with us was this grandfather and his grandson his grandson was like 20 years old and the grandfather was you know looked well into his 80s and had sort of no real understanding of why he was there and what was about to happen Mm -hmm. and oh no and sort of they're in this jazz club and he's like oh and then they happen to all be in our group and like the sort of minor spoiler for sleep no more the first thing that happens is you get in an elevator out of the jazz club and then at least in my experience the elevator stops at like the first floor and the cage opens and they push out the first person and then close the door and keep going up. And the guy they pushed out was the grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he like gets pushed out and has no idea what's going on. And his 
grandson is still in the elevator and the elevator door closes and keeps going up. Oh my and God. My girlfriend and I have always wondered whatever happened to that poor grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> that suddenly I just, was completely I, I, alone in sleep no like, more. This no- isn't for I you. Hope, I hope Get you off here. wound his <laughs> way to like the dark like, version of the McKittrick where Hecate hangs out and they do the blood rave with the yeah. witches. Oh my God. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, I but like, you have yeah. to explain to me what this is now because I have yeah. no oh idea God. what you're okay, talking let's, about. I'm going to make this yeah. real quick. Because uh, like I, I, I had a roommate who worked as one of the, uh, like, sort of like the attendants. They weren't in the show, but like they were the people that would like stop you from going upstairs or like make sure that like, they're kind of like bouncers, okay. but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a like stage, stage hands. hand slash usher slash. Yeah. Uh, but it's. A, a telling of the play Macbeth completely through like performance art and dance with a little bit of like a novel also thrown oh. in. So like it's a weird like other characters beat. I can't remember what the other piece is called, but like you, it sort of does like three okay. loops of the story as you go. And like you're kind of just wandering around and you might like find like a character and follow them and follow their story or you could just like wander and see what you fall into um but like one of the things like the gathering of the witches wow is like this really loud like rave music like strobe lights there's like a baptismal font there's a like a fake fetus in it it's wild it's nuts whoa yeah and like crazy rave blood-covered naked people like Ooh. running around and screaming and like, but like it's it's a pretty crazy experience because you're there's this massive yeah. building that's three or four stories tall that you can just wander through and every in every room there's maybe something going on with ten people watching and then that person will run off yeah and those ten people will follow and you can choose to follow or not and wow you know it's and weird wow. one at one point I was like in this room watching this woman just put makeup on with like six other people were all like wondering like is something gonna happen and then eventually she eventually she she like goes to sleep and all the other people (laughs) left and i'm just like standing in this room with this woman who's sleeping and i'm like okay now i'm feeling creepy like should i leave and then and then the 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 wardrobe opens up and this like man comes out of the wardrobe (gasps) wakes her up and they both walk into the wardrobe leaving it open into like Whoa. a secret passage so that I'm so then I'm like okay so then I like follow <gasps> them yeah. into this other secret room Whoa. where there was like this ritual happening like just the whole thing is like this weird experience <laughs> oh yeah it's like and there's tons of like secret rooms or like one-on-ones like I know like if you get lucky that an actor will pull you wow. into like a secret room and you'll have like a one-on-one with them like I think uh, there's a nurse and she like wow. talks to you about being a nurse and stuff in like a little hut off to like the side or there's like an asylum oh, wow. set up and like Lady Macbeth is like having her breakdown and she like gets in a bathtub or there's like an interrogation scene in a long hallway and they just yeah, like are that. doing this like two person <laughs> dance with like a swinging lamp. It's like it's 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 like the thing. Whoa. Yeah. So then, so then imagine a completely lost and disoriented 80 year old man walking. Hopefully, hopefully you found the candy like, oh station. This is a short film, guys. This is a great <laughs> short film. I love it. Yeah. No, oh my Ash, God. Focus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, gotta, we, gotta, we don't need more films. Um, well, I, you know, I think 
I think sleep old man. If we want to get to like our final, <laughs> our final closing thoughts. One thing I'll say too that we didn't even really cover is like the cinematography, the lighting, and the music in this film are all mm-hmm. great. They're so fantastic. Yeah, James Horner. Mm-hmm. Great, great theme theme music. Totally. And uh, and Pat, fun fact for you, Mister um, Love of. Disney World. Apparently, one of the songs from this film play at Epcot in the Around the World. Oh, oh, he's pulling. I believe that Disney. Out. I don't Wait, know. Wait, I haven't. This is. I haven't podcasted with you since I've been back, have I, Ash? No. What um, is? I'm scared. It looks like a weapon you're pulling out. <gasps> it is a weapon. Oh, the best, wow. the greatest weapon in the galaxy. Wow. Pat got himself a lightsaber, guys. It's all. Oh, whoa! The hey, listen, noise. You hear that? You hear that? Amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wow. now holding a lightsaber. I hope he doesn't burn his house down. Ostensibly, yeah. it's for my daughter, but I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you yeah, told her? She's... Yeah, I that's mean, we built it in together. Your, that's that's why cool, it's in, it in your room. Yeah, right in the man <laughs> in a, cave. In a, in a bag. In yeah. a bag that she I mean, she'll open. go to college it someday, cool, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. heavy, man. These things are like the, It's like. But uh, wow. it's a cool experience. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing when you go to like Galaxy's Edge and like you go through the lightsaber academy train and like there's theatrics to it. It's a whole ordeal and like you pick the different pieces and put them together and you you pick your kyber crystal, like what color you want and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. They they do it up big there. <laughs> yeah, but I had showed you that. It's really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, brought yeah. up you brought up Disney World. So I was like, That's oh yeah, great. I haven't yeah. seen you since I got back. It's beautiful. Yeah. New, new toy. I actually was at, I was very lucky to go to the opening of Galaxy's Edge <gasps> with like Harrison Ford right. and George Lucas. And like, yeah, I was there with all the fireworks and, and oh when they cut gosh. the ribbon and all that stuff. It was pretty amazing. It Did you get so, to I, meet any of them or were you just there like in the audience? Um, I didn't get to meet them. No, I was in the audience mm-hmm. and I got to meet Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy. Ooh, <laughs> oh, very wow. cool. That's cool. Uh, but, um, but um yeah outside of the cantina wow um, but yeah it was, it was pretty fun love that cantina that's so cool mm-hmm. i bet they were so impressed to meet someone who's worked on fraggle rock you know i know they asked for a photo and an autograph and i was you know i played yeah. it cool and Awkward. you know yeah, you're like guys 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 them, i'm here on hey. pleasure not work hey you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're uh you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing yourself. Okay, yeah. you guys, like seriously, <laughs> yeah. be a professional. But tell me yeah. more about the doozers. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out the one he has. Yeah. Oh, I carried it around. Yeah, yeah. Make a necklace um, out of it. It's only like a foot long or definitely. tall or something like that. Put it, put it, put it on your charm bracelet at the dinner yeah. club. There you go. I will. Go. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think this film was pretty good. I yeah. I don't have a lot of negative to say about it. I feel like it was I mean, there's the whole like damsel in distress thing, but you know, it's a movie from the 90s that's yeah. about yeah. the 30s. Would you say so. <laughs> that Jenny was a prize at any point in this? You know, got I you was covered, thinking Sam. about that. If you're listening, Sam, we got you covered. I know. I was I thinking mean, about that and like I don't really feel like I guess you could make the argument that she was the prize because he was going to swap the th- the thing for her, but like it didn't quite feel that way. It felt mm-hmm. more like damsel in distress and not necessarily yeah. like woman as yeah. prize. 
Yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. for me, that distinction really lives in a, is she a prize that you're winning for the first time? Considering right. that these two are already in an established, like, romantic relationship, mm-hmm. it feels less like yeah. he's winning her as a prize and more like their relationship is expanding through yeah. this ordeal. Yeah. And I just want to say, you said he's a shitty boyfriend, but he comes in, sees her cheating on him, and he's like, I don't care. I'm just really worried about you. That's kind of romantic <laughs> as fuck, man. I, I loved I yeah, loved okay, that soup good. scene. I thought that soup scene was so fun. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He's like, where's your boyfriend? And she's like, oh, I don't know. He's <laughs> he's having some harebrained scheme right now. Yeah. He's standing there like, I thought it that was, was, that was very funny. That motivated me to write that note down for myself. Their their mm-hmm. date, where it was like, I, it just felt very like, oh, you can come you. to my one like airplane show. I was like, well, I I was working at this like very like hard industry to break into, and I made some traction, and I I'm getting you know I'm getting cast in studio productions, and yeah. um, you wanted me to come to your air show out in the in the valley nowhere and with. 50 people and watch you make $50 like come on like I don't know it's just yeah I get it also I think the bigger to me the bigger issue with the movie I mean definitely it it has it's it's damsel and distressness but I couldn't see a single person that wasn't white in that entire film Ooh, <laughs> like good, I'm pretty good sure I don't know if there was one in, in the no. background but like literally every single person I think maybe one of the FBI agents was not white Maybe I think, but mm. literally every single person was white in that film. Every single one. Yeah, yeah. that's and, a great. Point. And I think yeah. that's probably the 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 biggest thing to say that is wrong with it more than you know because at least she knocks him over the head a few times. At least she you know outwits him and sort of mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. gets out of the situations and she has her moments. But yeah, the, yeah. the lack of representation was was pretty shocking. Yeah, that's for sure. But you know, it was the nineties. Just a lot of middle-aged white men. But it was it was it was the nineties yeah. representing the thirties. Yeah, it's like it's oh boy, it's For, it's almost like you could say this kind of stuff is uh, systemic. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm yeah. glad we finally found a word for it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's like it's an institution. <laughs> it's in like the code of like this country, I guess, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so many middle-aged white men. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that Jennifer Connelly couldn't get away to go see the air show cuz they're just filming this movie in order. <laughs> so she couldn't get away. They weren't just like putting her in like her blocked scenes. They were just like, "No, we're doing it like a play. It's fine." Yeah. <laughs> we're doing we're, do- we're doing the first scene first, going through the whole movie, just filming it as we go. I'll so never get over that. I don't work in I don't work in the cinema, but I'm like, I know that's not how you make movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's incorrect. Um I can do my uh Yeah, what are thoughts. your final thoughts, Pat? Yeah, I overall I liked it. I think the one thing for me that was is like really holding it back from being something I would go back to, like, you know, I would like be oh, I'm gonna watch that again at some point is again um, this feels whenever you comp- as like it feels weird to complain about le- action because it's like come on you mindless fucking Neanderthal like wait but it's like a superhero <laughs> comic book movie I-, I did want a little bit more like Rocketeer fighting something using Rocketeering because there's not there's 
Do you think you feel that way, though, because of the Marvel films nowadays? You know what I mean? Like, if you hadn't seen, like, if you were in 1991, do you think this would have been enough action I mean, I don't know, because it it didn't obviously do so. I'm telling you, one scene, cool, like, through the mountains, through, like, the the mountains of Southern California dogfight with a Mm -hmm. couple biplanes with those, like, those, like, machine guns that, like, time up with the propeller, shoot between the propeller blades, (laughs) and it's, like, swooping through. Like a canyon, and he like he's more nimble than they are, so he can kind of get around, and maybe doesn't even need a gun. He just is like picking them off, and like we'll like swoop around, come up behind, pull the gunner out, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a cool, very dynamic sequence like that. I think that so you does want a lot Captain for this America, movie. the first Avenger. I think is what you, right. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I yeah, for, or Indiana yeah. Jones three. Mm. That was my one little thing. I was like, ah, I feel like they need to do more, some more, like an, uh, at least one more, a, a more dynamic action scene, which is, again, I understand it's hard, but you have all the elements there. You've already got these planes. You've already shown you're doing stuff with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fair. That's it for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about how fun the action sequences are in a movie like The Mummy, which came out. Mm-hmm. Shortly mm. after this, like how the ninety seven or something? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was several. Well, it's like six years later. Yeah, but like even that doesn't doesn't have like big epic flyy thingies. But like their action set pieces are very mm-hmm. it, complex in a way that I think could be done in mm. the Rocketeer, given the the same amount of tools, you know. But it just. Yeah, yeah. It, they do play it very safe with like the fight choreography and the sequencing. That's fine, though. I had fun. Yeah. Was that all of your final well, thoughts? Rachel? We 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 could have we could have wished for a sequel, and then we would have had all those all I the know. things we hoped for because they, we'll they were all they do in a sequel is throw money more more money at it and bigger sequences and all yeah. that stuff. My final thought is hopefully it's in the cartoon. I'm I'm yeah. just really glad that they filmed this movie in order. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'll never totally. get over that. <laughs> it's pretty impressive how they just filmed this in order. You know, just like turn yeah. the camera on, do the whole thing. Great stuff. Well, yeah, Rachel, they had yep. to because at the final scene when the rocket jetpack explodes, how would they have filmed any of their scenes yeah, with it? Got after destroyed. It so yeah, the Hollywood land sign got messed up at the end. Yeah, like, yeah that, that's only you're only getting one only take get at that. that one time. <laughs> Yeah. To, to be fair, there have been actual feature films filmed in order. Oh, yeah. Just to oh, be sure. fair. Yeah. It happens occasionally. Like E.T. E.T. was filmed in order. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He wanted, because he, he wanted them to basically fall in love. And then the last time they ever see E.T. is when they say goodbye. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really oh, Way to go, Steve. Manipulating children's <laughs> emotions. Via puppets. Yeah. Like he That's does. You love it. At. Yeah. More puppets in this one. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. We just need more puppets. <laughs> uh, Zach, the what's, how about your final thoughts? Uh, the puppeteer directed thoughts? by Zach. Or Zip? What was it? <laughs> Zach. I what it I was Zap. 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 Zap is pretty cool. Uh, final thoughts. I think it's a, definitely, if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a very fun movie. Don't expect deep uh a deep you know character arc don't expect a deep theme but it's very very fun 
very, very uh, kind of well done. I think well acted, great villain, great visual effects. Um, the sequences that were there, I th- I totally bought. And in, and in fact, some of them sort of in that old movie style, like I was, I was the, the stuff with the planes, I just was in awe of because mm-hmm. you could tell they were actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of, you know, a few more scenes like that would have been even better. But, um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth watching. And if anyone tells me again that when I say, hey, you should check out The Rocketeer, it's pretty good. And they go, ah, oh, that thing was crap. Then I will tell them to listen to this episode and yeah. we'll prove them wrong. Yeah. You can say, well, I did guest on a podcast where we talked about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitively, we figured it out. Yes. We said all there is to be said about it. Well, Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, is there any for place sure. where you want to direct people? Do you have like a website or social media? I didn't even talk about the fact that Zach makes one of my favorite filmmaking apps, which is called Shotlister, which I will plug with for you. If you are planning <laughs> to shoot a movie, download Shotlister and build your shot list and your schedule with it. It's incredible. Yeah. But Zach, Ash, where yeah. can they have follow you? Have you created a film with Shotlister? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Have you created I, an I've award-winning used, film using Shotlister? I have created multiple award-winning films using Shotlister. Thank you very much, Zach. Thank you. <laughs> well, I will pimp Ash's review of Shotlister, which is oh. one of the better videos explaining how to use the app. Um, so if you're, the app is free, you can check it out on, uh, on iOS for free and, uh, then head over to Ash's channel. What's the name of your channel? Everyone, film it sure yourself. You pimp it all the time. Film yeah. it yourself. Check, mm-hmm. Film it yourself. Shotlister review tells you everything you need to know. It's an awesome video. Um, for me, people can check me out at Zach Lepofsky, uh, although I might have to create a Zach Lepofsky <laughs> yes. uh, Instagram. It'll be like your evil um, villain twin version. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Um, and uh, yeah, check out my la- latest film, Freaks. It's on Netflix. Um it's a very fun uh, genre bending uh, thriller. So uh, I think if you like the Rocketeer, you'll like Freaks. Perfect for and, spooky season. Um, yeah, good for. It's not too scary, but it's scary enough. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, uh, Shotlister app on all the different uh, social media platforms. And Zach actually has shot a film in order. At a short film in order all in time uh rachel that's true i did yeah i did do a film that's all in one take all so in one take that's pretty fun and very, it's very sort of inspired good. by the same type of stuff yeah it's basically an action adventure movie all in one take that. in a neighborhood yeah that's uh, very called fun. crazy late and you can you can find that on youtube i think i think that's where i saw yeah, it i think yeah. so yeah um definitely worth a watch that check it out one of my first films i ever made <laughs> Which is very that impressive is, for your first film. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. Rachel, there's like it basically an entire like uh like neighborhood that is like part of this film. And we go from house to house. We get like we follow cars. Like it's all sorts of it's very <laughs> like orchestrated. It's very impressive. Cool. Um it's very fun. Speaking yep. of Rachel, thank you oh for filling Brett and thank Sam's shoes. You for letting me come. You're hired. Ah, they, I'll take it. <laughs> They're fired. We we all we all gotta be on the network together. It'll be awkward if oh no. <laughs> uh thank y'all. That's okay. They can be on Matt's, you know, 
They'll be on screen oh, snark with oh, Matt. We're swapping. Oh, yeah, we'll oh, just switch. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brett has enough snark to go around for sure. <laughs> for, for a show called Snark, we are really sweet. You, we're buddy. like sweet babies over I, there. Like, we're not particularly yeah. snarky at all. But do you have any socials that you want to plug? I do, yes. Um, if you liked any of the human mouth garbage I just said out loud, um, I <laughs> I write a lot of mouth garbage via uh the hellsite twitter dot com. Uh, you can find me at I am Rachel Corky. Uh, and if you if you like listening to my thoughts about movies about superheroes, uh, please check out my podcast, the Infinity Podcast, the number one Infinity Podcast in the world, all about the uh. Uh, correlation between uh, popular comics and popular culture. I host that with my buddy Scott Ooh. Thomas, and we have a good time. We also talk a lot about AEW wrestling now. Sorry, we fell into that hole, and it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole thing. I oh, wow. I've never been a wrestling fan. So many people on my Twitter timeline are wrestling fans. I'm oh like, my gosh, AEW <laughs> is the renaissance of pro wrestling. Like it is. It. Every fourth the, tweet is wrestling related. I'm like, what, it's I'm so good. Uh, Tony Khan and like t- Kenny Omega will... have just made a really good promotion. Wow. I I once made a movie for WWE wrestling Ooh, and got wow. sucked into that whole world. And I will mm. tell you, that is a, a, an incredible world that I didn't know very much about. But once you sort of fall into it, you realize how many millions of people really are into into that world and and uh, it's pretty amazing like i i was i would walk down the street with a wrestler and everywhere we went no matter where we went people would be screaming and shouting and waving and you know like it's 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 pretty crazy i've heard it described to me before as like superhero soap opera oh that's a great description yeah it's superhero soap opera and the way they tell the story is through Mm. really amazing stunts <laughs> yeah, like nice. just like the stuff that they do with their bodies. Wow. Yeah. It's it's wild. I love it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched like normal wrestling, but I saw Wrestling with My Family. I think that's what the movie's called. Fighting with My Family. Fighting um, with My Family. Yeah. yeah. That is also really good and sort of like I was like, wow, there's a lot to this world that I didn't know about. It's really interesting. But Although I did go to, I went to SummerSlam, which is like one of the main, you know, WWE like events and sat up in the booth with all the wrestlers and stuff wow. and wow. watching wrestling, watching wrestling without hearing the announcers, because when you're in the actual stadium, you don't hear any of the announcers because they're all down like, yeah, because they're the doing, they're doing the, the broadcast. Like, right. so the people so at you're, home. All you're hearing is like, you're just watching two guys in an arena go back and forth. <laughs> And it's not as good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, oh, I'll tell you I, that having I, the announcers I, I get, giving disagree. all the commentary is very key. <laughs> I was just at uh, AEW Dynamite at Arthur Ashe here in here in my neighborhood yeah. of Queens, New York. Uh, and nice. uh, one of my favorite things was minus the announcers, you got to hear the bodies like really like yes. slamming. It like, is much more when they brutal. hit that much canvas, and it just like yeah. I was I was way up high. I'm sorry. We've de- we've devolved. I was so up high. Hijacked our podcast <laughs> to talk about wrestling. Uh, and what was wild was I was so I was all the way up at the top of the stadium. So I watched the body drop and then heard the sound. So like oh, the sonic wow. like 
Boom. It was nuts. And, nothing, and there's nothing like watching like Paul White, formerly the big show, silencing an audience of 20,000 people so you can hear him just like slap his opponent on the chest. It ruled. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> well, Sorry. <laughs> that's great. I love, I love it. I love the passion. Yeah. Um, well, thank yeah. you, listeners, so much for listening and uh, checking out our podcast. If you're listening to this when it came out, you can buy the new version of Space Tripping now. It's now out in the world. Yeah, please buy my book. There's a new short story that was never that's added on to the end that was never released. And then Ooh. if you're listening to this before December 9th, 2021, you can pre-order Space Tripping 2, The Chaser. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a good name, this, by the way. Thank such you. A, such a good name. If you're listening to this on or after December 9th, you can order Space Tripping 2, The Chaser. And if you're listening to this at any point, you can just mail Pat a check just for fun. I have kids to feed. That'd be dope. <laughs> you can do that. You can also buy the D&D book I co-wrote, The Red Opera. And you, you yeah. Know, so just, yeah, I write. That's all I'm doing is just trying to make as so much stuff. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Let's, or no, nope, that's not it. We're at Let's Rewatch. That is it. My brain just broke. Yeah. Um, we're at Let's Rewatch on Twitter, where I do fun things like if the guest doesn't choose the movie, I do a movie poll, and you guys can choose the movie. Or if the guest chooses the movie, I tweet a still from the film, and you guys get to guess and just guess who got in first on this one, who guessed the movie. Mitch. It was Mitch. Good job, Mitch. Um, we also had DJ from Comics Quest also JD, guessed it correctly. JD, no, sorry. JD. JD. Aw, <laughs> friend of so many podcasts. Listen, Sweet JD She Martin. could be a DJ of <laughs> comics. She could be. She could be. DJ uh, JD. DJ JD. And of course, Case also said that he loves this movie. So sorry, JD. I was reading very fast off of Twitter. Listen, it's already been established that I'm very bad at names. Zap knows what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> Zap knows. <laughs> no, I, I think in my case you improved my name, so I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. There you go. Yeah. That's the oh. new I change it on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> the, what are the other things we're supposed to say? If you like this podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and support us on Patreon, which is a new thing that we just started doing. Um, Pat, do you know about the Patreon? Because I don't. <laughs> uh, kind of. I know you. You got Ash and me. You got the kids of the family. The Mom ki- and yeah, dad aren't listen, here. We just um, show up usually. Yeah. So uh, I do know. Yeah, I will we, say this: that once we have enough patrons, we are shooting around the idea of doing like party watches, where like we watch a movie together and there's a chat, and we get to yeah. like all interact and watch a film together so but we have to get enough patrons in the first place to get there so it's just yeah patreon it's less rewatch just patreon let's rewatch um yeah do that we're gonna do we want to do movie nights yeah give, that, yeah, give like this podcast watch. the money yeah <laughs> send us help us please um and we're part as we've mentioned of the certain pov podcast a wonderful network of shows created by delightful people like the very lovely Rachel Corky Shank, who joined us today. Um, check out her shows. Please do. They're That's fun. Really They're yeah. fine. They're great. Mm-hmm. Both Ash and I have been guests on Screen Snark. It's a lot of fun. All right. So thanks for watching. And next time we'll be watching Chubb. 
cannibalistic humanoid humanoid underground dweller. So there you go. Is it Chud? Chud. Chud Listen, I found a better one called Bat Pussy, but it turned out that one actually was a porno, so I didn't use that one. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.